This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. On this day in 2001, FBI agent Robert Philip Hansen was arrested and charged with espionage. He'd been a double agent for the USSR and Russia for more than two decades. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the arrest of double agent Robert Philip Hansen, who sold intelligence to the Russians from 1979 to 2001. Let's go back to the afternoon of February 18, 2001, on a quiet road outside Washington, D.C. Robert knew this drive well, winding out of the city streets into the lush green Virginia suburbs, then further towards Foxstone Park and the crisscrossing networks of quiet trails. Even in February, he could hear the occasional bird or the rustle of some creature scurrying through the dense trees beside the road. It wasn't so far from the city, really, barely more than 30 minutes from the FBI's offices, but it felt a world away. Still, not even the peaceful woods could calm Robert today. His anxiety was at an all-time high, and this for a man who'd known decades of anxiety. It wasn't easy to be a double agent, not at all. Not when you were a husband and father of six and a practicing Catholic to boot. He'd once even confessed to his espionage, at his wife's insistence, to their priest. That was in 1980, just a year after he started working for the Soviets. When his wife found him out, he'd quit. He committed to getting back on the straight and narrow, living within his salary, making his wife and children proud of their all-American hero. His father had been a cop, and so was Robert before he joined the FBI. They believed in following the law in the Hansen family. But in the end, the risks and the guilt were worth more than his morality. The money was extremely compelling. In 1985, Robert had gone back to the USSR, classified FBI intelligence in hand. And still, more than two decades after he'd handed over his first paper, he hadn't been found out. But something seemed to be changing. He'd been promoted, but to a do-nothing job, the kind of job with prestige, but little access to secrets. Nothing that was useful to the Russians, anyway. That, after years of working in senior counterintelligence roles. Then there was that assistant. Sure, it was nice to have an assistant, but the kid had been assigned to him, 
Robert had no say in the matter, and he didn't trust him. Plus, his car radio was making strange noises, noises that sounded like bugging. He'd asked a buddy for a job at his computer company earlier this month. Hopefully that would pan out. But in the meantime, he'd do this one last drop and collect one last payout. Robert executed his dead drop protocol. First, the bit of white tape on the park sign, an alert to his Russian contacts that there was intel waiting for them. Then, to the footbridge carrying his sealed garbage bag full of documents. He scrambled onto his hands and knees, pulled a roll of tape out of his pocket, and started attaching the bag to the bottom side of the bridge, just like he'd done so many times before. Just a few more bits of tape, he'd be out of here in a moment. But it was a moment too long. As Robert scrambled with his tape and plastic bag, the FBI, his own employers, broke the distance they'd been keeping for the last several months. They'd caught him in the act. The evidence kept coming. Near Robert's dead drop site, FBI agents discovered a bag with $50,000 in cash, Robert's compensation for the delivery. Then there was the response of Robert himself. As the FBI agents closed in, Robert reportedly stood still and queried, what took you so long? Coming up, the background on Robert's crime and the consequences. Now back to the story. Robert Philip Hansen was arrested on February 18, 2001, caught red-handed in the midst of delivering classified FBI documents to a Russian dead drop site. The arrest, as Robert himself indicated, was a long time coming. He'd been smuggling intelligence to the Soviets and their Russian successors on and off since 1979, just three years after he started working for the FBI. The Bureau had known they were dealing with a mole for some time, a Russian operative buried deep in their own internal ranks. There were key leaks that simply couldn't be explained by any of the known and arrested double agents working in U.S. intelligence. But it took a KGB turncoat to finally give them the lead on the identity of their mole. A Russian agent sold them a file on their spy. He was codenamed B. While the file didn't name Robert, it included an audio recording of his voice as well as a plastic bag with his fingerprints. This was enough to launch a surveillance operation on Robert. He was reassigned to a less sensitive job in the FBI hierarchy and offered an assistant, who eventually hacked into Robert's files and found incriminating evidence. That evidence, plus his red-handed file delivery at Foxstone Park, Virginia, led to Robert's arrest. The FBI waited two days to announce his capture, hoping that his Russian contacts would show up at Foxstone to collect the document delivery. But they never did. They must have known, just like Robert did, in his final days, that the jig was up. 
On February 20, 2001, the Justice Department announced that they'd finally caught their mole. The sensitive information Robert had spent decades leaking to the USSR and then Russia meant his penalty would be harsh. The FBI's embarrassment at not finding him earlier certainly didn't help his cause either. Robert knew he was realistically facing the death penalty for his crimes, so he cut a deal. He'd cooperate with authorities. They'd save his life. On July 6, 2001, he pled guilty to 14 counts of espionage. He expressed remorse for his crimes and for the shame it brought on himself and his family. The following May, he was sentenced to 15 consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole. Not a light sentence by any means, but many of the FBI agents and assets he sold to the Soviets weren't so lucky. He betrayed at least 50 people, and many of them weren't offered plea deals. They were executed. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like Robert Hansen's, check out the ParCast original, Espionage. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nora Battelle, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 